This week on Wheel Bearings, we're celebrating episode 200 with a couple of very special guests on the show. In addition to myself, Nicole, and Roberto, we talk about uh, a pair of Ford Tremor pickups, the 2021 Ranger and the F-350, the Kia K5, the Jeep Wrangler 4xe plug-in hybrid, the Tesla Model S Plaid, the 2022 Lexus NX, and we answer a bunch of listener questions. All coming up next on Wheel Bearings. Did you know you can support Wheel Bearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is Wheel Bearings, episode 200. I am Sam Abuel Samad from Guidehouse Insights. I am Nicole Wakeland from Car Talk. I am Roberto Baldwin from, you know what, YouTube. Just go to YouTube and look up Roberto Baldwin. <laughs> and who the hell uh, are you? I, yeah. And I'm uh, Dan Roth, and my uh, appearance here in no way is, uh, I'm in no way representing Ford Motor Company or um, <laughs> speaking for the company. He's I'm just here as a guy. I'm just a guy, likes cars, and, and you people. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> So, well, so we shouldn't preface everything you said with, according to Ford. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I'll edit that in your post. We, okay. we do not uh, comment on future product or There you go. Now he's, you're a company man. Okay. He's, 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 you go. he's getting the hang of this the, this PR yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not even in PR. It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. So what do what do you do, Dan? I, if you can uh, say. Well, so I, I am editor for internal communications. Uh, so there's an internal site for employees because there's 186,000 of them. And so there's internal channels that we use to communicate with those folks, both hourly and salary and retirees and 
um, they like to hear about what's going on with the company and we like to inform them. Uh, so we have, you know, we, we take stories and we tweak them in a way that uh, speaks to their cares versus all of the press releases that speak to your cares. Uh, and uh, we, we put it out on, on the sites and um, in emails and social apps and, and uh, all kinds of stuff. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going through my hands every day. And I joined a really high performing team, which was uh, intimidating because uh, they kick a lot of ass. And um, <laughs> it's, you know, the, uh, the cliche is like, it's drinking like a fire from like drinking from a fire hose, but it, it truly has been for <laughs> two months. And just in the last like couple of weeks, I feel like I've I've settled in and I've I've kind of gotten the hang of it. There's a lot of platforms to learn, a lot of different systems, tons of acronyms, lots of people. <laughs> oh, there's acronyms galore. Trust me, uh, I know. Yeah, um, it's been really really cool. Uh, you know, it was a big change. I went from a small advertising agency and, and small, not that small. It was like 400 people um, spread out nationwide, but. Uh, just it's a lot bigger, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, um, global meetings are fun because they happen at, uh, interesting hours, like 7am where just everybody sort of lines up. It's a little early for some, it's a little late for others, but it's, it's just, it's, it's cool so far. So I, I know Sam, you did the automaker tour a couple of times. So you're probably a lot more jaded than I am, but <laughs> You'll get there. I'm still, yeah, I'm still enjoying it. It's, you know, it's, it's a challenge and it's, it's all new. So I spent, you know, 10 years doing the same basic thing for a couple of different companies. And now it's, it's a big difference, but it's, you know, it's a lot more writing, a lot more. It's like back in the day when we were at Autoblog, you know, we would trade off and every now and then one of us would run the site. And so it's just like that constantly. It's just, so if you have any kind of ADHD, this is, great way <laughs> to to sort of just stay engaged because there's so much coming at you at, at all times that um it really does like just force you to focus by sort of this overstimulation it's great it's like it's like ritalin without taking any pills it's awesome so you're saving money on drugs now good to know dan <laughs> <laughs> saving money on drugs is not a no that's not a thing you get frugal with <laughs> So um, I know you know one of the, the the running sort of gags that we had over the show over the last couple of years was the the discussion of of what you were gonna what new vehicle you were gonna buy Dan because you know at mm -hmm. one point you were uh, in the market for an old Mercedes station wagon yeah. um, there was a big full size truck uh, you know there was a bunch of different things that you were looking at you you were driving an old crown victoria for a time before you uh, pawned that off on it what i think your brother in law my brother my no my brother oh your um, brother okay yeah cuz well he called me one day and uh this was apparently just a few minutes after his f250 dropped its rear drive shaft on the highway oops <laughs> so that's inconvenient. Yeah, I would say, does it have four wheel? You know, do you still have four wheel drive? Yes. Okay, shift into four, <laughs> four high, and you get home on the front axle. Um, <laughs> but you know, I was like, okay, this thing's sitting in my driveway, and you clearly need it more than I do. So it became his lifeboat, and he still got it. So I, he, in fact, he just finally registered. I was able to get it off my insurance after a year. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. He's my brother. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, 
I believe that you have actually purchased a new vehicle now. I have uh, now, that, now that you are again gainfully employed. Okay, leased, whatever. Leased. I took advantage so, of a plan. So what did you finally decide on? Uh, well, so at first I wanted an F-150 and I was like, I get a company lease. I'm going to sweet deal. So I was like F-150 Lariat because those those are nice. They have leather standard and they are very nice. <laughs> They're also $60,000. <laughs> and, and honestly, like A-Plan brings it down like a bit. Um but I was like, okay, that's a little too much. How about a nice XLT 302A high, um, which is pretty much the sweet spot for F-150s. If you're wondering, like that is the truck to get. It just says, has all the nice stuff on it. It's equipped well. Um, you'll you'll like it if you go for 302A and there's different levels of 302A. So 302A low, mid, high. High is the nicest one. Um, this, this is why there are something along the lines of about 14 million buildable combinations yeah. of the F-150. There's definitely millions. But so the 21 F-150, like I didn't have the opportunity to get one as a meteorite. So my first experience with that was as a test drive. And it is really, really good. It's solid. It goes down the road in, with a really refined ride and handling. And I'm not saying that just because it's the company I work for. I was very impressed with it. Um, but there's just not a lot of inventory. And I couldn't bring myself to, to, to spend that kind of dough mostly because the Jeep is, you know, it's a 13, so it's getting old as well. Trying to leave money in the budget for a couple of cars. It's what like, Jeep do you have? What's the old Jeep? It's a 2013 Grand Cherokee limited. Oh, okay. Which is, it's fine. But it's doing the Jeep thing. It's marking its territory and it's, <laughs> so leaving you know, drops of oil here and there. Yeah. This is where I've been. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, we still like it. It's got 143,000 miles on it. So it's fine. Eventually it's going to start rusting out because they didn't undercoat it or anything. So that's why I'm fine with the oil leak for now. It's like, that's fine. <clears throat> coat the underside well as, as you drive along <laughs> the oil will spread along the bottom of your car and help slow right. down the corrosion it's rust yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah it's deflecting the water right it's just, yeah. just very expensive synthetic oil rough whatever uh so yeah so i i was like okay i can't bring myself to do an f-150 what what else is cool and so the bronco sport is available uh but the bronco sport so there's multiple trim levels um I, of course, I liked the Stripe on the first edition. First editions are sold out. And if you can find one, a lot of dealers aren't going to necessarily want to sell it to you, car maker dude, with your, you know, non-negotiable price. Uh, so they're going to want to make profit on it, more of a profit. Um, so I was like, okay, those are hard to find and and. So I went down to Badlands with the Badlands package. Still hard to find, still hard to make a deal. Okay, fine. Because um, I think both of those trims are, are like sold out. So anybody who has inventory, like it's going to go fast. Um, but there's lots of Bronco sports around. I was just being picky because I wanted, you know, I wanted something the way I wanted it. <laughs> uh, so I wound up with a, a Ranger, um, a Ranger uh, Lariat with the fx4 package and it was the out the white letter tires that did it i was just like i must have that it's got white letter tires <laughs> um so and, and it's funny I possibly to, go wrong I, <laughs> and here in massachusetts there's no shortage of ford dealerships but i wound up at tasca which is in rhode island uh but tasca is like one of the longest serving 
um, Ford dealers out there. And it was a, it was a good experience. It was just like as, as over the phone as possible. I only went in to see the guy when I picked it up. Um, and so, yeah, so far it's, it's been fine. It's got about a thousand miles on it now, like 1200 miles on it, something like that, or 1100. I forget a little over a thousand miles. So well, not bad for somebody that doesn't commute. Uh, well, I mean, it goes to, well, I had to come back from Rhode Island and then it goes to school five days a week right now. And so the mileage will drop a little bit and then we'll, we'll have to take advantage of the 7,200 pound towing capacity. It's getting 22 miles to the gallon, though. That's that's good. Uh, that, I mean, I, for, I like for, it for a, for a four by four. That that's actually right? pretty good. And look, it's built in. Uh, it, so I think it's Wayne Assembly, right? Or it yep. was Wayne Assembly, Mich- so it's, Michigan it's, Assembly Plant. It, yeah. Right, it's mapped. It's about 15 miles east of where I'm sitting right now. <clears throat> so that is the home of the Bronco, and it's so it's like it's it's two thirds of a Bronco the way a Falcon is two thirds of a Mustang. So it's practical. Okay, okay. You can, okay, you can rationalize. If you All right, want. sure, Dan. sure. <laughs> it's fine. I like it. Um, can you take the doors off? I cannot take. Well, I mean, yes, you yes, could. I can. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. There, I mean, like, as a matter of fact, there's nothing the way to stop in the garage. You. Yep, in the shed. Yep, I can. It's not as easy as the front <laughs> And I, I, the one time I've done that, I, you don't want me. Can to you hose out the interior? Yes. Is there a drain plug in the floor? Probably. <laughs> well, it's probably, not, it's probably a bot. You're right. It's right. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe not standard. <laughs> None of these are things that I'm going to do to a leased vehicle. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, and I, it's, it's fun. But in the, you know, in the, the three years, once this lease is up, then there'll be other fun stuff that I can, I can try out. So. Hopefully uh, there will be chips then. Yeah. Uh, we're getting there, I think. Um, I, I honestly have no no idea, but it seems like that's improving with like just eventually somebody's going to make some silicon somewhere. Yeah. Well, right <laughs> right now, there's still many thousands of F-150s sitting in storage lots all around Southeast Michigan waiting for some missing chips that, that you know, they're just, as soon as they get the chips, they'll plug them in and ship those off to dealers. But in the meantime, they're just sitting there waiting. That's a really nice truck, though. So if you've been yeah. waiting, like, be patient. It'll be worth it. It's a good truck. Yeah. And I, I want one. <laughs> well, since, since we were on the topic of the Ranger, why, why don't we, I'll, I'll start off with the garage. I was actually driving a Ranger last week as well. I had the, uh, the 2021 um, Ranger Tremor which is about as close as you're going to get to a Ranger Raptor in North America for the foreseeable future. You know who has one of those right now? Tremor? Uh, Ranger Tremor, yeah. Mike Levine uh, Yeah, I, I, I figured as much, yeah. Yeah. Of course. And for those who don't know, Mike Levine is the uh, uh, head of uh, North American product communications for the Ford brand. So all, he, he's the, the top PR guy for the, the Ford 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 vehicles. Uh, Ford he drives vehicle the cool trucks all the time. Yeah, so he's 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 driving a, a, a Raptor right now, huh? Uh, uh, Tremor. Uh, oh, Tremor. Oh, okay. Tremor I thought you said Raptor. Yeah. Nope. Tremor and Cactus Gray. Yeah. 
He's been sharing pictures of it all over the place. Yeah. Well, he goes to the desert all the time. He does. He's always sharing a picture. He goes camping out there every weekend. He was out there with Dan Edmonds this weekend. I think Edmonds was in his his new forerunner and and Mike was in his uh, tremor. So uh, I... Personally, I I prefer the color that was on mine. I had the cyber orange, and I believe oh, that there yeah. I believe there should be far more bold colors on cars. It's it's way more fun to see things like cyber orange tremors. And actually, a couple of months ago, a few months ago, when I had the the Bronco Sport, it was also the same cyber orange. Which that I, was I think, yeah, that was yeah. the color I wanted. In, yeah, it's in the Bronco it's, Sport. It's easy to find in a parking lot. It's it's great. I, I love that color. Uh, and actually, you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised uh with the tremor uh, you know it was you know i i drove last time i drove a ranger was a couple of years ago when it was when it was still relatively new and that one was uh the extended just the the super cab version um with the essentially useless rear seats um <laughs> un, unless you know you're an amputee from the waist down um but they uh, or you're about four years old um, but even then, I think I don't think there's enough room to actually put in a child seat. So yeah, pretty pretty much useless. It's but a dog they, truck. The yeah, dogs go back. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the tremor I had was the crew cab. Uh, so it's actually got a decent sized cab. You know, for you know four or five adults. Um, you know, there's enough leg room in there to actually be useful. It's not as capacious as an F-150 crew cab or you know any other full size crew cab truck. But, Capacious. Yeah. Wow, that was a heck of a word. Give him yeah. one point for that. Okay. Um, but you know, the, the tremor, you know, it's got, you know, kind of the next level up of off-road package from the FX4. You know, it's got the Fox off-road shocks and all-terrain tires and things like that. Um, sits up higher than <clears throat> than uh, an FX4 or any other um Ranger. Um what was and, the base trim that was on it? Because it was is, Lariat. Okay. I think you can yeah, get tre- so you- I think you can get the Tremor package on a couple of different on the XLT or the Lariat. Yeah, but the Lariat, I think the Tremor Lariat has those really nice seats. That- it does. Yeah, yeah it's it, the seats were really good. Um, you know, the interior in general felt better. You know, felt a little better than the last Ranger I drove, which that one. You know, I I liked driving it when I drove it a couple of years ago, but you know, at the price point that one was at, it was like forty three thousand dollars for that Lariat. And it just, it, it felt, uh, the interior felt a little on the cheap side, a lot of hard plastics. And they've, they seem to have upgraded the interior a bit, you know, the materials, you know, it seemed, it felt a little more in keeping with the price tag, which, you know, was not inexpensive. You know, the, the one I was driving, um, was, uh, where is it here? It was, uh, I believe about $48,000, um, which is, uh, pricey. You know, but yeah, for $47,815, including delivery. But you can um, jump it. You can jump it. You can, you can jump it, which, which is, you know, is, is good. You know, you can, you know, any, I guess any truck you, you jump can jump it. is good. Um, and, uh, you know, you can also, you know, as you said, get it on the XLT package. So you could, you could get a tremor, you know, for, I think probably an XLT is probably going to be about 40 grand or so. Um, but it, you know, the, it felt a little more in keeping with a price tag, you know, approaching fifty thousand uh, dollars. You know, the only engine they offer in the Ranger right now is that two point three liter EcoBoost, which is a really nice engine. It, it's got plenty of power for that thing. The the driving dynamics of this thing, um, I think, I thought were definitely way better than the Raptor. 
um, at least the previous generation Raptor. None of us have driven the new Raptor yet that I know of. Um, but the, the previous generation Raptor always felt really soft to me and kind of mushy and moved around a lot, especially when you're driving it on the road. And, you know, this one felt a lot, had a lot better control to it and it was a lot more enjoyable to drive. <clears throat> uh, there's a, uh, what, four, five foot bed, uh, yeah, five foot bed on the, um, on the, the crew cab Ranger. I think on the, uh, super cab, you get a five and a half foot, maybe a six foot bed. Um, I think there's, I think there's a couple of choices actually. There, there's no, there's, there's only, there's only one choice. Cause all, all the Rangers are on the same know. wheelbase <laughs> and they're all the same length. Oh, okay. So basically whatever, whatever space they add to the cab, they take away from the take bed. From bed. Yeah. yeah. But so the, in practice, the like, the five and a half foot bed, because that's or the five foot bed, that's what I've got. Um, and I like the small truck because I can put the bikes in it. Like putting a family's worth of bikes on top of the Jeep is a pain. And like it's tall, I'm not, so it's hard to get them up there. And so I got the the Thule bed rider that just it's like a bar that goes across the front and it has fork mounts on it. And you just you can put them in there and they all fit with the tailgate up. So like it's not a useless bed. It's no, it's no, useful. it's 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 really useful. You know, I mean, there's lots of stuff you can do with it. You know, and uh, you know, I think with the tailgate down, it's about six and a half feet long. Uh, you can get a bed extender for it if you know if you if you want to have that. Uh, and I, you know, I really enjoyed driving it. It was it was really good, and it actually got you know relatively surprisingly good fuel economy for something with you know an off road package like that. It got like it got twenty miles per gallon. Uh, you know, and something that's riding high like that with, you know, those kind of more knobbly, uh, all-terrain tires, it, that, that's, that's better than I was expecting. Frankly, I was expecting it to get closer to like 17 or 18. Uh, so it was, it was good in that respect. Um, you know, the, the sync three infotainment system is fine. Uh, you know, I've never, never had any real issues with that. There's no wireless Android auto or CarPlay, but you know, you do have wired. Uh, so, you know, it's, if you're looking for a, a mid-sized truck, you know that's got some some real off-road capability, and the you know the, with the Tremor you also get the the trail control system, which is kind of a, a combination you know traction control and uh, almost uh, like adaptive cruise control uh, for off-roading. You know that you you set the speed and basically it'll just control your speed, and all you have to do is steer. Um, you know, which can, which can be handy, you know, if you're, especially if you're in an area that you're less familiar with the trail, um, you know, you can just set the, set the speed and whether you're going uphill or downhill, it, you know, it manages all, all for you. So you just have to focus on where you're going. Um, and, uh, that's, that's a really handy feature to have. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good truck. Um, you know, and I'm, I'll be curious to see what Ford does with the next generation Ranger, which I'm guessing is probably going to be out, you know, in about 18 months or so, probably, by probably by the end of next year, we'll see the next generation Ranger. But for now, this, this is a, it's a good option. Oh, you know, because it's an off-road, you know, um, it does sit up high and it's got these, um, um, rail, you know, um, side, uh, side, 
running boards, sort of running boards. It's more just like steps, but they're like right up against the body. So they're not really very helpful for getting in and out of the thing because they don't really stick down because, you know, they want to maintain the ground clearance. So that's kind of semi-useless. But other than that, the, the rest of it's great. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So I also had a tremor, but my tremor could run over your tremor. <laughs> which which tremor did you have? <laughs> I had the F three hundred and fifty, so I could just accidentally run over the Ranger and be like, "Did I hit a rock or something?" <laughs> I'm good. Um, but it's funny when you're talking about the steps because this one has deployable steps, and they're so tucked in. Like sometimes you can see the steps on a on a vehicle when they're you know folded up. You can't see it, so I literally walked up to it. And like the door sill is somewhere around the middle of my thigh. I'm like, how <laughs> am I getting into this thing? And then I open it. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> when the stuff's popped out. <laughs> oh, they, they don't pop out as you're approaching it. Like they do on like some, like on the, on a navigator or something. They like did that. not. They did not pop out until I, um, it was either I unlocked or opened the door. I think I may have opened the door when they popped out. Um, One so, of the things that I remember from the before times, um, <laughs> my before times, uh, was the the forward running boards are quick um, yes. compared to other other manufacturers that do that. I was always impressed with how quickly they came out because there are some cars where they have the deployable running boards, but by the time they get out, you know, unfolded, you're like, I'm not waiting for that. You know what? You're right. That's actually true because sometimes you walk up and you know they're there and it's almost like if they don't deploy fast enough and it's a low enough vehicle that you can still get in without them, you're sort of like starting you're to step in. They open up, up and jump. Yeah, or it's like whack and it hits you right in the shin. Not that that's yeah. happened to me, but you know, no. but <laughs> never. But these, as soon as they're, they are quick, they are very quick. So by the time, you know, when they deploy, you, you actually are at a point where you still want to use them and you haven't tried to haul yourself up into the vehicle. I had an F two fifty once. It had no steps, and by the time the week was over, my my like arm, my bicep was bigger from trying to pull myself up into <laughs> oh it God. every time. Like, like, but you at know, least oh. it's got that that grip on the uh, right. A pillar that you can grab. Yeah. Exactly the grip. Well, that's that was all I could reach. That or the steering wheel. You're like yanking on the steering wheel to pull yourself up into this stupid thing. But um, yeah. So I had the F three fifty, which I feel I almost feel bad when I get something that big because it's not like I'm. I have a trailer to hook up and tow and see how that thing tows or that I'm like going to off-road and jump everywhere with it. <gasps> Somebody is on the screen. I'm going to stop. Who has joined us? Don't Who's that? Stop. I am going to stop. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. I'm so sorry. I'm so late. That's okay. You are. It's... No, you're on, you're on West Coast time. You're fashionably early. Wait, yes. I could have been late. Yes. No, you're not allowed to be late. Oh. Only if you're Rebecca. Oh. No, I'm, it's so nice to see all your faces. I miss you guys. <laughs> we miss you too. How are you doing, Rebecca? Hi, Roberto. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> Great, thanks. I just saw you were featured by um, Bianchi Group. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's awesome. I'm, I'm yeah, PR no, famous. It's going well. Yeah, PR what is famous. it? What is it? Uh, I said. I said I'm PR famous. No, oh, yes, you are. Exactly. Like, I think all of us have been featured on that, which is yeah. very nice of them. <laughs> yeah, so, so things are going well. So how's life in La La Land? <laughs> it is um it is different. <laughs> <laughs> A little different from Greenwich. <laughs> A little different. A little different. No, you know what? It's a lot of fun. And I have to say, uh, so first of all, we we need to make this clear. 
that um, I am appearing as. <laughs> I did that too. We, we already went through this with Dan. So. Can we go through all this already? Yeah. Well, we go did ahead, a go Dan ahead and disclaimer. Go ahead and now provide, we have to do provide the, the disclaimer. disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So I am appearing as my former self and not as my current self. <laughs> and so, but now, um, you know, things that it's, it's, it's fascinating working for a manufacturer because I never have, right? So this is like all behind the scenes stuff. And I have to tell you, probably the funniest, the funniest moment that I've had so far is I'm sitting in a meeting and we're going over some, some things that are under embargo. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, why are they telling me this? <laughs> You're not used to being there, right? <laughs> don't they know who I am? Right? Don't, I don't think they should be telling me this stuff yet. <laughs> I, so, I've done, yeah. It, and it's weird because like I've sat in meetings too and like I've listened to like we're, we're you know, talking about just status updates and you hear the status updates like from the engineering guys and you're like trying to understand like, oh, oh, I know what they're talking about. That's interesting. I just learned a detail about that thing that like, just because of what I know and what I used to do, like I'm just used to listening in between the lines um, where you just infer those things and and like, you don't have to do that anymore. Like you could just yes. go ask. <laughs> no, I, I always feel like somebody's going to tap me on the shoulder and say, what the hell are you doing here? Like, get out of here. <laughs> Still? Really? Still? So the, well, no, I mean, well, Keep in mind too. So I went full full time April first. So I just I really or April fifth actually. Um, and so the other day I was in the design studio with Henrik, and and saw stuff. So so <laughs> hold, hold on a second. Just, so just for right. for anybody that's new to the show and hasn't been paying attention, um, Rebecca is uh, since she left Wheelbearings is now the director of communications for Fisker Incorporated, um, yes. and she her boss is Henrik Fisker, the famed designer. And actually, I saw one of his one of his greatest creations over the weekend at Cars and Coffee, uh, the BMW Z8. It's still a fabulous looking car. But all right, go ahead and yes, continue your story. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So, yes. So we were in the design studio uh, for some background work. And again, it's sort of, you know, it's just, it's really a privilege. I mean, especially working with him, you know, we, we were looking at this clay model and I just went over, I'm like, what are you looking at? You know, it's just, what is he seeing through his eyes? And to see a vehicle come to, you know, kind, kind of come to life. They're still in the, you know, they haven't finished the, the exterior design is not frozen. I'm not, obviously I'm, not, I'm talking about vehicle that isn't even public yet, but it was just so, it's fascinating to have that perspective of what he's doing. It's really cool. It, it's, you know, obviously I was delayed this evening working, you know, wordsmithing something. So that's not so fun, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's, um, you know, and I have to say too, like the people are amazing they come from all different backgrounds. I mean, one of the things that, again, it's like super interesting about living in LA is we have a number of people that have been on production teams that have worked on TV shows. And so, you know, when we're talking about doing a photo shoot, like what, what is sometimes a monumental task is just Tuesday out here. Like it's just, it's just another photo shoot. Like it's just, it's really no big deal. And so it's, so that's kind of really interesting, you know, and then there's other times when people ask me, you know, pretty standard questions like, 
what is a platform? And, you know, and that's fair enough. Like, so it, it's, it's a good exchange of information and it's a great exchange of perspectives. So, yeah, so it's good. That's great. So, so again, what did you see? I just need to take some notes real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just say don't miss the LA Auto Show. Oh, All right. hints, hints, hints. Hints. Oh. Yay, I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're really excited. Oh. This is for Ocean is going to be, it's it's really, it's it's really cool because it is, it, it looks great. You know, there's obviously we, we um, photograph it on a pretty, pretty regular basis. I haven't seen the interior at all. There's nothing, you know, so I got nothing on for that for you there. Uh, but yes, our big reveal is going to be at the LA Auto Show. Is that going to be the production version of the ocean or something else entirely? No, it'd be the produ- production version of the okay. ocean. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that's um, still on schedule. But, you know, as far as LA, I mean, it's, you know, Lucy is has just awakened from her late afternoon nap and she goes out on the terrace and overlooks, you know, um, part that we see the, the Pacific Ocean all the way to the Hollywood sign. So it's a pretty great view and it's pretty darn sunny and low humidity and so far so good. No forest fires or any, well, only one. Knock on <laughs> well, hopefully so. you don't have to uh, deal with too much of that while you're living out there. Hopefully not. But I want to hear Dan. How are uh, you? Yeah, uh, it's it's very much uh, the same thing. Um, working for an automaker is super interesting. I highly recommend it if you're into cars. <laughs> like, figure out a way to get into the manufacturer. Because um, been there, just, done that. Yeah, <laughs> Sam's the jaded one here. But uh, from from a journalist into the industry perspective, it really like it turns your head around because you realize that no matter how many years you spent as a journalist sort of studying the industry, when you get into it, you're like, I was so wrong about so many things. And I'm just, I was so full of crap. And, um, wow. Wait, and what's changed? I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, nice. Well, 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 now now he's, now he's just become self-aware. Right. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I don't even have. I can't. What are you saving that? <laughs> I've been saving that up for months. Um, but it's it's very much the same thing. You know, everybody is uh, really supportive, and they've been there before. They understand that there's a lot coming at you, and that is just it's a it, you know it's a big company and a big industry, and just it really is sort of one of the most complex things, one of most complex products out there. And there's a lot to learn and, and there's a lot to support. And so uh, it, it's taken a while to also sort of find footing and I'm starting to get there where I feel like, okay, I've, I've got this now. Um, and it's just two months in. So it's that kind of a kind of an industry. Um, and it, it's interesting, you know, you're at Fisker, which is more like smaller and boutique and like, just we'll have to compare and contrast. Um, <laughs> When we're not rolling. <laughs> yes. I, I reminded somebody, I reminded somebody that, you know, so Fisker, and again, this is all public. Fisker has, I think we're up to 205 employees um, based on our, on our annual meeting that we had last week, which is roughly half the size of GM's communications team. Yeah. Uh, we have 186,000 employees at Ford. So... <laughs> A uh, little, little bit of contrast. Yes. 
Uh, uh, but it, no, it's going, it's going well. It's going, it's going well. And it's, um, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've made my own, my, my share of mistakes, which has been great and humbling. Uh, but it, it is, it's also like one of those things, like I feel very incredibly fortunate to just have wound up here um, after because there's there's a lot of employees but there's not necessarily that many sort of slots for for yeah so what are you and i'm am i repeating we're repeating over this uh internal communications so oh oh interesting yeah so like keeping all of the workforce informed of of stuff you know so tweaking things to their perspective and getting it out there so one of one of the interesting things one of the fascinating things that I, i encountered when i went into the the dark side, uh, working on, on PR. I mean, Dan, you're kind of on the gray side. You know, Rebecca's I am. you know way on the dark gray side. side. Um, but the, I'm all in. Yeah. And she is. She's but, wearing black. I'm wearing yeah. gray. But what, oh, one, one, one of the navy blue. One, one of the the fascinating things I experienced when I first started doing that was you know like when we were writing at Autoblog, you know, we would be cranking out stories, you know write something, you know, it might get sort of a half-assed edit, you know, and then be posted within a half hour, you know, and, you know, maybe, you know, total, unless you were doing a feature of something, you know, it might be, you know, at most from the time you wrote it to the time it was published, you know, a couple of hours. And now, you know, on the, on the PR side, all of a sudden, you know, you're working on stuff for some, oftentimes months before it gets published you know, in some cases, it might be as much as a year. You know, you work like if you're working on a press kit for a new vehicle. You know, you're working on stuff that is you know a year out, and I mean, probably not so much in your case, Rebecca, because you still have a fairly small organization. But you know, it, in journalism, you know, often you know you might have one, maybe two people that would look at something and edit it. Uh, whereas you know, when you're working in a company like Ford, you know there might be a dozen people that need to look at it, you know, at various levels of the company, you know, in jobs that are totally unrelated to what you do, but, but, you know, they're responsible for the product that you're writing about and you want to make sure they have, you have the right messaging and that everything's accurate. And, you know, so it, it was definitely different, you know, and you, yeah. you really see how the, the sausage is ground up, you know, how the pig is butchered and, <laughs> yeah. and well, it's well, all ground know, up like- and, that's that's where my time in in like advertising and lawyerville uh yeah. has been really really handy <clears throat> because I, I understand like it's not autoblog like you put it out there and you can you can take it back right be, oh if we made a mistake we're gonna fix it like no this needs to be approved if we're using you know pictures it needs to we've got to make sure we've got releases if you know we're we're talking about brand stuff like somebody owns all of those things that you're talking about and you need to make sure that you are not going to mess them up and so you have to have that instinct um and and so that background and level of caution has been helpful to know like but usually by the time it gets to me it's been through those approval chains so my question is like, okay, this is V1. Are we good? Do we need to make changes? Or if I make changes, <laughs> like, right. Like, um, <clears throat> or if I, Version if 32. I suggest changes, yeah. like it final, depends, final, right? Final. Like, I can, I can suggest changes, but depending on where we are in the process, like sometimes I'm just like, this just needs to go out and it's good. Uh, there are other times where, where I'll suggest changes and, and understanding that like it, it does need to go for a revision. So that's like, 
but that's businessy business. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how that goes. Um, I will say that the, the most important skill I have found has been WebEx and office. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are, you know, you get all your writing stuff taken care of and then really learn how to use WebEx Outlook <laughs> and Office, and you'll be you'll be set. It is crazy though. It's so funny when listening to you talk about those kinds of levels because uh, the document that I was just working on, we sent it to five people, and and not not in the immediate PR team, and we were all like, "Oh my gosh, does it really have to go to all these people?" <laughs> <laughs> But the, you, you know, know the too. flip side is like they're usually really good at what they do. Like I love oh, yeah. now that like I send it to if if it needs to go for a legal, it's like cool, and they're oh, on yeah. it. And if it's not right, they'll they'll make it right. And it's not, it's so it's not like at the agency where we did like stuff at the agency ground on on for like there were scripts I wrote like year a year and a half ago, and it was just like why can we please like get this done? You don't need to tinker with it. I wrote you beautiful words. Let's just <laughs> go to production. And it was like people who were unqualified messing around with my poetry. That's not what yeah. we have here. <laughs> These people are, uh, they're good at what they do. And and I'm not good at that part of it. So it's, that's a refreshing change being surrounded by competence. <laughs> yeah, no, it's there. There's, um, it's true. I mean, there's people that will pick up on things and you're like, wow, that is just such a good get, you know, yep. like, and, it, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't see it like that. And that's the other thing too. So our big transition was actually going to the office. So we've been in the Manhattan beach offices now. Um, and Lucy has joined. I don't know if you guys can hear Excellent. her, but she's Fantastic. making appearance. Uh, so, but yeah, we are now in the offices. We've been for about four weeks and that's been actually a really interesting thing. A lot of people have hard commutes because the roads are definitely starting to pick up here. Uh, but you know, there's opportunities also to just to just walk across the hall and run something by somebody, yep. you know, share a screen and say, you know, our, our, if we're working on a press release, what does this you know word look like and such? I, and then, you know, and then out of the blue, Simon, my boss, Simon Scroll may say things like, Henrik is visiting the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> And you just kind of stop and say, I'm sorry, what was that? Right. <laughs> and suddenly you're, you know, researching all things papal transport and not being Catholic. It was not easy. <laughs> that was hilarious. And also not being able to say the P-O-P-E-M-O-B-I-E-I-L-E word um, in a press release. <laughs> oh, is that, that like a, anything. is that, is really? that like Super Bowl? Is that one of those things you can't say? No, you know what? It turns out that it's not a favor term amongst the Vatican occupants. Do they call uh, it the what? What is the official what, taxonomy yeah. for the uh, pulp, the papal, papal transport? Papal transport. Oh, really? is that it? Because, they right, and then papal vehicle. They don't call it the ark. Used, <laughs> you know, papal vehicle is can be used as well. I, but ours, because we are building a vehicle specifically for, for use as a, a to transport Pope Francis. I, you're working hard on that. <laughs> I, I was, I know. I, and so we elected to just maintain the term papal transport versus 
a papal vehicle, which could be a, a car that's just is, is out and about in the Vatican. This is really the, the Fisker Ocean papal vehicle is designed for Pope Francis. So he cruises <laughs> around in the papal transport. So it's a PT cruiser. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> the return of the PT cruiser. There's our title. Finally. It has been ordained. <laughs> I think one of, one of our favorite ones that we saw on Twitter was, um, so this is, this is a, a Holy See EV, like the Holy See, S-E-E, -E, and then mm -hmm. it was really, oh my we God. all enjoyed it. We couldn't retweet it, but we all enjoyed it. That's cute. That's outstanding. <laughs> Yeah, so it's every day is different. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad it sounds like you're, you're you're both having fun with your jobs, enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, when now. are you guys going to get automaker jobs? Where are you going to go? I, I told you, been there, done that. <laughs> I I have done my penance. Penance. You've done your penance. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you make it sound so appealing, Sam. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I want to know, like. So this is one of the big differences also is just events and like, I'm not going to the auto show because we're not going to the auto show. So like who's going or to Chicago, who's going to Chicago? Um, That's the next one. Almost right? nobody. <gasps> no way. Sounds yeah, like they, a normal year. They, they had, well, even, <laughs> even more so. I mean, they, they, they had, they had a, a briefing call last week uh on the chicago for the chicago auto show and it basically this year is it's a much scaled down event uh they're not sure. using the the two main halls that they have used in the past they're using actually like i think it's the west hall which is like at the other end across the road like, so when you go up the escalator they're not yeah it's uh so it's it's not it's not in the like the north and south hall i think it is uh yeah, wow. the west the west hall is actually like on the other side way over on the other oh. side um, oh wow! And it's it's like five hundred thousand square feet, so it's a much smaller event than in the past. Um, but they're doing a bunch of stuff outdoors, you know, some ride and drive stuff. I think there's only two, maybe three automakers that are even going to be making announcements there. They're not really? hosting. They're not hosting any media like they usually do. Um, wow. There's there's going to be a limit on the number of media credentials they're doing. So I'm I'm not even registering. I'm, I'm not going to bother going. Um, I don't know about uh, you, Nicole, or, or Robbie, if you're planning to go. But I'm, uh, I was debating it. I honestly, and in fact, one of my things to do is to ask someone from out in the Midwest who knew more about what was going on, what was going on. So yeah, not much. <laughs> there not you go. Much. Much. <laughs> even even less than usual. <laughs> um, wow. But uh, I guess you know New York is you know is going to have a full scale show in August, um, and then of course L.A is going to be the next one. Um, there's not going to be a Detroit show this year. Um, yeah. So uh, LA, I think, is going to be the big one. I think that's when everything is going to kind of get rolling again as far as right. auto shows go, or at least to the degree that it will get rolling at all for auto shows. Yeah, yeah. I feel like LA is sort of the, the next first big auto show. I know Mazda is going to be making an announcement there. Sounds like Fisker is, and um, based on something I heard today, you know, at least one other automaker, I think will probably be making a, probably be showing something big at LA. So uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's, well, you know, I think part of it too is, you know, with Chicago and New York is they're not at the regular times. Yeah. And so, well, yeah, right. Right. You know, they're really not. Right. And so I think that's difficult as well. And they're also very close together. 
Mm-hmm. So if you have to choose between Chicago and New York, just the volume of people potentially. Uh, yeah, I have, as I said, we haven't really followed. And then Pebble Beach is the other one that is trying to you know, reestablish itself. So Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about what's going on at Pebble Beach this year. I know there's some, some stuff happening, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So Chicago is usually the first week of February. And that was actually the last auto show I went to last year. Same. I think yes. it was for all of us. I think most yeah. of us, yeah. Uh, in fact, that was the last year's Chicago auto show was the last time I was outside of Michigan. Oh, wow. what? I have not been. This Sunday will be the first time I leave Michigan since I got back from the Chicago Auto Show last year. Wow. Wow. And, uh, and then, um, so the Chicago, the scale down Chicago show is going to be in mid July. Um, and then the New York Auto Show, which is normally, uh, at Easter time in this, you know, March, April in, uh, in New York, is going to be in late August. Uh, and then, uh, LA is back to its normal time uh, around Thanksgiving in November. So ruining your Thanksgiving weekend since. <laughs> well, I mean, usually, usually the uh, the press previews are right before Thanksgiving, yeah. and then the show opens to the public, you know, on Thanksgiving um, or or Black Friday or something like that. Or is it? No, um, it's before actually, because when my brother was doing, when my brother would do the uh, merchandising store there, he was. I think it's closed Thanksgiving Day, um, but I feel like because weren't the press days it's, the week before? It, it has it is it's moved around uh, yes, a couple it times. Has it's been around. before and after. So right. this year yes. it's um, it's November nineteenth to the twenty eighth. So it sound, looks like it's going to be running through like uh, starting the week before Thanksgiving, going and ending Thanksgiving weekend, um, and then the press previews obviously are before that. So. Uh, it'll, I think, I think that's probably the one to watch out for. I think that if that's where we're going to start seeing some things happening again, but, uh, I mean, there's been no shortage of news in the last few weeks. So I mean, last week, you know, we were talking, Nicole was in Texas last week for, uh, for Toyota Palooza. Yes, Toyota Palooza. They had lots of news. Um, but, um, bef- before we get to that, why don't we, why don't we finish up with the garage, finish up. What, uh, what Nicole, you, you talked about the F-350 Tremor. Yeah, what else so did you drive? I also drove, I was in Seattle. I have left my home state many times in the oh, last hang year. On. The and Tremor, did, 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 the, did the F-350, was it the gas F-350 or was it diesel? Diesel. It was the oh, diesel, okay. which was funny because yeah. my daughter heard it when they dropped it off. She's like, I was trying to figure out who was delivering stuff to the house. And I realized <laughs> it was just a car. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, so it was the diesel. And it was, I mean, it was great to drive. I didn't get an opportunity to drive it as much as I would have liked. And there's... Like a truck that big, I'm not going to take it off-road randomly in little tiny, sketchy, little narrow off-road places here because I would take a tree with me. I mean, I wouldn't feel it. It would just be dragging along on the back right. of the truck, but it would be there when I got back <laughs> to my driveway. Um, but I mean, Free trees. Thing, that's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, free trees. <laughs> um, but like the thing, can, what does it have? Like a 1,050 pound feet of torque? Yep. That's like stupid crazy Look, anywhere what? under about 90 miles an hour you just decide where you want that needle and it'll just put it there it like, was just crazy that's it, insane it is insane it is it is like the vehicle you want when the zombie apocalypse happens it is the vehicle you want like if you're road raging you just run everybody over like it is it's like driving a small street legal tank is what it feels like yeah. Um, but it was, I mean, you know, if you are going off road, you got all the extra clearance, you've got, you know, you've got the capability to do it. I don't know how many people really 
how many people are going to seriously go off-road in an F-350? I don't know. I feel like it's, it's big. Construction sites, construct- but do you or- need the tremor to do that? I mean, are you like, I'm here. Woo! If you're, if you're running a ranch. Need, want. Why not? Why not? You, you could, you could. You know, if you've got a million acre means. ranch in Montana. You know, well, yeah, in fact, that's what he be like. You know, where you like go militia. to the grocery store, like, and you've got whatever new car, and some flashier cars attract more attention some weeks, and you have random conversations with people. I talked to a lot of landscapers the few days that I took oh. it out who were like, uh, Oh, nice truck, nice truck. So, all the like, all the guys who are into like landscaping and doing that kind of stuff, they all thought it was the coolest thing that ever seen. So, it definitely has its target market. I am not that because I don't do that kind of driving and that heavy duty stuff. Um, but it was fun to drive it around and feel like I could, you know, I just ruled the world. And then the other vehicle that I had was can the Kia. Can question on no, the you cannot. <laughs> so is, was it, were there running boards and stuff? Like how was it? Ingress yes. You stuff? missed that. There were deployable oh, running boards because like I said, okay. that I early, the, it like came up to the middle of my thigh and I had a panic. I'm like, how am I even going to get in to this <laughs> with the door? So I'm like, Oh, thank God. Running boards. Um, <laughs> okay. Good, thank you. Yes. Continue. In fact, I was taking my mom out for lunch and my mom's like, what car do you have? I'm like, not one you're getting into. Cause it's like, she's <laughs> five. One, I'm like, there's no way, mom, we're taking my car this week. Um, but so the other vehicle I had was the Kia K5, which I've never driven before. And I had that when I was out in uh, Seattle. Uh, they were kind enough to get me a car for the weekend. And I drove the heck out of that because we just wandered up to this place called Stevens Pass, which is this twisty, turny side roads, beautiful drive. There's still snow at the top of that mountain. That was super fun to drive. Like It was really, really fun. Um, you know, I had someone asking me, would you like on Instagram, you know, would you do this? Or I'm looking at this or a Camry. I would get the K5 all day because it's just, and it was a GT line. So it's the little bit more horsepower, a little bit sportier styling's a little better handling it. It's a fun little car. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is the turbo. Um, and it's not super crazy expensive. It's like, wait, let me see. I got my money. It's $28,000. Um, and it's and nice looking. Those it pictures looks are really good. slick. That's beautiful. I know, right? It's this really attractive car. So, it, you know, sedans are, no one buys sedans anymore, but they do. They just don't buy them like they used to. But the world still sells a heck of a lot of sedans. And I think this is one that is, if I was in the market for a sedan, I would totally consider this because I think, and it looked nice. Like it's, it's comfortable. The interior Kia always does this. They feel, they feel like more than whatever the price is. They do really good interiors. Those they have their quality of materials. And even when they're not using expensive stuff, they're doing it in such a way that it looks more expensive than it is. Um, and this takes that and also puts in the performance aspect. So it's, it's got 180 horsepower, 195 pound feet of torque. It moves, you know, so it is, it is fun to drive. So I enjoyed having that for a, for a long weekend experience. So yeah, I went from ginormous truck to nice, normal size sedan. <laughs> what, what, what color was your K5? It was, well, it was red. What do they officially okay. call it? Passion red. I think I had a gray one. It's, it's one it's, of the ones that I put a, a random voice message into. Oh, did you? Oh, I didn't have that That's one. That's right. I heard you talking about that last time. Did you have a, yeah. The, the Hyundai Kia has a, hey, leave a voice, like record your voice. I'm like, oh, this is a nice way to leave notes. Oh, so I could have, if I'd had the right one, I could have heard the dulcet tones of Roberto talking to me when yeah. I got in the car. Oh, did, 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 uh, did you and your husband take advantage of the sounds of nature? Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I have another the coffee Kia. shop. I did yeah. in that, but I have another Kia this driving through the I mountains was, in a coffee shop. I was trying to play with it. My, <laughs> my daughter's like, 
why would you want that? I'm like, yeah. well, Thank maybe you. she's like, I don't, Thank I, you. Yeah, she's like, you. I don't Thank understand you. why you just play that. I'm, I'm confused. And I'm like, kid, it's, 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 so it's there. She's like, so my, I turned on a little crackling fire thing. She's like, so it sounds like my car's on fire. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're thinking of that wrong. But it's, it it's, you know, like it's a lot like on the, a chalkboard. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's another sound I could put in there. Uh, it's, it's like the, um, all of the appliances and everything now that play a little song when they're done because they're so proud of themselves or the cars that like when you shut them off they play a little song <laughs> like my washing machine plays like a 10 minutes like like yeah. dessert like thing at the end i'm you like have well, an lg don't done. you yeah. they do have an lg <laughs> yeah i have an lg too Sam- right. samsung like this, has adopted that as well the it's samsung this whole little like la di da song the washer yeah. plays and, one, and the dryer plays i think there's one. like the standard lg song too so if i were to mm-hmm. hum it you get it i'm not gonna hum it but uh, <laughs> come on earworm. hum it dan but it's like it's different like back at the you know the dryer just has the buzzer that's like but the, the washing machine plays like a symphony so it, it even just, plays pretty well, sounds when it gets unbalanced, but you know, whatever, this is the washing machine show now. Um, but yeah, so we didn't play with it. We didn't play with the sounds in the, uh, the K five, but we did play with them in the Kia that they just dropped off in my driveway that I'll talk about next week. Um, but yeah, my daughter was a little perplexed, like, and now it sounds like an ocean. Like, aren't you just going to have to go to the bathroom if you're on a road trip? I'm like, well, don't play that one if you're on a road trip. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, we're what about that thing. What, yeah. <laughs> Robbie, I believe you also had an off-road type vehicle this week. I did have an off-road type vehicle. I had the Wrangler uh, 4xe, the new plug-in hybrid Wrangler. Um, and I'm going to say, and, and I don't know how much of this is nostalgia or how much, I, I think there is logic behind how much I like this car because the, the current generation Wrangler is good. Um, previous generation uh, Wranglers were not. Um and I really liked it. I like the fact that it's a plug-in hybrid. It's not a great plug-in hybrid. It only gets uh, 21 miles of uh, EV only range. So that's not great when the RAV4 gets like 47 and uh, and the, 42, the Escape gets 42. And then the, How much the, did the you actually get? Did you try the EV range? Did you get 21? I did, do, I, I, I did try the, the EV range and I got about 20-ish. Um, but then, then, then I just kind of like any sort of MPG that I got out of it was, is just completely skewed because of all the weird testing I was doing and having to drive somewhere and make sure I have EV range. So my, uh, the, the, it's, it's 49 MPG E if you have, you know, the batteries going in hybrid mode, but as soon as that's depleted, it's 20. And so, yeah, so I, I, I sort of, you know, any sort of like regular driving range is kind of a mess so i got about 22 miles per gallon while i had it so it's it's and, and again i think if i were driving it regularly and plugging it in every night and not like trying to like trick it into keeping the battery range so when i got to the off-road place i would ha- i would be able to drive it with you know in an ev only mode it probably would have been better um it's yeah i re- <laughs> I really liked it. My wife really liked it and she sort of hates everything. So that's always sort of a, a, a thing. Um, she, she is not a fan of most of the cars that uh, end up in our driveway. Um, it is, it is pricey. It starts at 50,000, but you do get the federal and state and et cetera, tax incentives. Um, and you know, there, there is a, uh, if you look at the leasing on it, I think there's a lease that I saw for like 230 bucks a month. Oh, wow. and, I mean, you for know, that for 230 yeah. bucks, you can't go wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah. So do they, you know, do you, they give you any miles with that? That's a. I haven't. I haven't. It's probably like ten thousand miles. But I if my know. wife were driving it, that's more than what she drives. Our BRZ, we've had it for a few years, and I think she probably puts maybe five, six thousand miles on it. Because most time, I have a car that I'm driving, and so she drives that to work, and then we have like the Jaguar that we use for the dogs, and that thing gets like <laughs> Jaguar you know. we use for the dogs. Oh my the Jaguar God. we Who use are for the dogs. We're, you know, people who have an old 2004 Jaguar for the dogs. <laughs> you, have, you have an X type, an right? Amazing statement. That's just yeah. an amazing statement yeah. right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I took it to the off road. Uh, I took it to the four by four park and I drove it up and down things and over things. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it took the top off. I didn't take any doors off. I didn't put the windshield down. Uh, we were going to take the entire roof off. But when we got to the um, location where we were shooting uh, video, the uh it, it was just so incredibly windy and all i could think of is like okay we got it all poof. <laughs> it just floats away <laughs> so we did it it was the, the sunrider roof so we, you know you can kind of open it up uh sort of like a rag top and have you know open air over the passengers and the driver and so that was that was nice you just drive around and feel very jeep and it, it doesn't handle great you know it doesn't corner great it doesn't it, smooth it handles it a lot better than the old than the the jk wrangler did Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It handles much better than that. I mean, that thing was. But that's a low bar. Yeah, the bar is incredibly low on that thing. So, you know, it's a, uh, compared to previous generation Wranglers, it's, it's head and shoulders. But, but when you compare it to other, uh, you know, SUVs in the market, you know, it's, it's that's, but you should, that's the thing. You should, there's really nothing to compare it to until the, the Bronco comes out. And then you have that. So you have the Bronco, the Wrangler. And then, you know, then you start kind of going up and getting like in the forerunners and defenders and blah, you know, et cetera, et cetera, as, as, uh, as your, your bank account gets uh, emptier and emptier. Um, and but yeah, overall, you know, it was it's, it's a, I, I really liked it, like the idea, that, again, that it's uh, a plug in hybrid. It gives you makes you feel nice as a person. Uh, you can save some cash if you're driving, if your commute isn't too far. Um, I do wish that it was, you know, I had more than 21 miles, which is sort of ridiculous uh, this this late in the game. But with Stellantis now running things and their push for EVs, I, you know, I, in a few years we're probably going to see an EV Wrangler, and you know, I'm I'm down well, they, they showed they showed a concept an e, an EV Wrangler concept uh, for the Jeep Easter Safari this year, mm-hmm. and um, Stellantis is going to be holding uh, an electrification day on July 8th where they're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things. Um, so <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, if they make some announcements there um, about, uh, you know, possibly, you know, what their plans are for an electric Wrangler. Yeah, I think, and I think it's a nice uh, sort of halo uh, vehicle. I know it's not the, you know, it's not the Grand Cherokee. It's not, you know, whatever, but it's, it's the Jeep brand is the Wrangler as far as I'm concerned for, for, for many people, because that's what you think about when you think about Jeep, when you say Jeep, you, you think, think of the Wrangler, yeah. yeah. Well, so I think you know, you know the the thing the thing that Jeep has talked about with the the Wrangler four by e is you know this idea of you know you can drive it you know to a trailhead you know when you're going off roading, and then put it in electric mode at that point and you know drive do your off roading in electric mode, and you know the reality is you know most of the trails you're going to go on, you know if, if you're going off road for you know you're going generally pretty slow. And, you know, I think like the Rubicon Trail, you know, which is one of the, you know, one of the gnarliest trails out there, I think it's only like 16 miles long anyway, 
So, you know, 20, 21 miles of range, you can probably do the whole thing in electric mode, you know, never, never have the engine come on. And, you know, Jeep is also putting in their work. They're partnering with Electrify America to install um, chargers at the trailheads of a bunch of these really popular trails in Moab and Rubicon and a bunch of other ones so that you can you get there, you can top off your battery, you know, and then, you know, and you get trail. free charging. You can charge your Jeep for free at those. Yeah. So, oh, so if you live nice. near a trailhead, that's pretty dope. If you live, I, yeah, I, theoretically, <laughs> if you live near her trailhead, you, you just pull if you live up next to the Rubicon Trail, yeah, no, yeah, no, but no. To live right there in the dirt, no, yeah. <laughs> you pull up and there's a Chevy Bolt in the parking lot. You're like, come on, <laughs> yeah, like, dude, get out of the way. <laughs> I lo- I actually love the four by e when we I did the launch for that. I haven't had it for more than just the launch program, but I loved it and really the the being able to drive off-road with the top off and the doors off and everything off and just hear nothing but the off-road stuff, like not hearing an engine is so unbelievably cool. Like it, it's really neat to off-road like that. So I loved it. I absolutely love that vehicle. Yeah. I, I, I rode a, I've ridden a couple of dirt bikes and sort of enduro sort of you know, DS motorcycles off-road and, you know, out and it's great because you kind of, you, you, you experience more of what's going on as opposed to Bram or in the, right. you know, in the case of a car. And so driving it and you just hear like the rocks yeah. like hitting each other or the, the, the wheels going over the dirt or sort of, you know, maybe sliding a little bit. It's, it's pretty, you know, like I'm, you could hear fan. like, you can hear like the grass crunching under the wheels and you can hear stuff around you that you can't, like you, you hear crickets, you hear the water in a little creek that you don't know Wait. is just out of sight. Like you hear stuff you wouldn't hear. It's so You cool. hear sounds of nature. You hear the sounds well, of nature Kia that Wait. are real. Where's Kia? See, Kia just has it in there. You just turn it on. <laughs> you can hear you can hear real nature instead of synthetic exactly. nature through the speakers. <laughs> but no, you know, it's interesting because what you guys describe is uh, we were talking about Formula E the other day. And it's it's a very, very different experience. Mm. And you know, I've said it before, I mean, I am all about the exhaust note, but when but when you go to a Formula E race with all electric cars, it's a very micro experience as opposed to the macro of the engine. When you're at a Formula E and you don't have that sound, you can hear the 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 gear shifters, you can hear the brake squeal, you can hear all of that, the, all the minutia of what the car is doing versus a broader sense of just all you're hearing is the engine. And so it's very similar to what you guys are describing. I, did, I actually did a, was attended a Formula E race and yeah, it is, it is the, it is strange and it's a little disconcerting at first. Like, are they, are they out there doing stuff? Cause you don't hear that roar in the background, but it's a totally different set of sounds and noises. It, it, it I don't know that it's lesser it's or better it's, but it's very, very different. And it is interesting to hear that kind of racing. Yeah. You have to train your ear to something mm-hmm. else and yep. pick up on all that stuff because your first it's so it's this incredible void. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what else yep. am I hearing? So it's a cool experience. It is. All right. So um, let's stick with uh, with electric vehicles for uh, for another minute here. Um, last week, Tesla delivered the first twenty five Model S Plaids, and Roberto, you did a great video uh, recap of this. Did Did you actually go down to Fremont for the event? Or I did, did not. I reached. I reached out to my Tesla contacts and they didn't get back to me, which is you know, typical because they don't have, they don't have a press department. So there's no one there to talk to. So you sort yeah. of like, 
you have people you know who work there and you're like hey can you get me in there and, and if they don't get back to you then you know they can't and you, you know i don't hold anything against those those folks because i don't want them getting no one no one should lose a job so so i could go to stare at elon musk from 25 feet away uh but I, yeah i watched the i watched it and it was um it was something it, it's you know the 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 model s plaid is a you know it, it, impressive specs um you know, zero to 60 and under two seconds, they say, um, you know, until, you know, someone with has the rollout. To, with the rollout, you know, yeah. uh, then, you know, with the rollout, which. Is, so it's really more like uh, five to 60. Yeah. So five to 60 and about two ish seconds. Uh, but it is also, you know, it's it also sort of. I feel like they just they, they they keep doubling down on some of these decisions, like the yoke steering, which is a. If you watch the video of people getting rides on uh, Twitter, um, you can see when the person's trying to do hand over hand, it's it's very awkward and weird because you don't have the top of the steering wheel, and the you know and then, and people are like, well, there's a yoke in F1. I'm like, yeah, but the steering ratio in F1 is like you barely move it, and you're doing a 360. The steering ratio in a in a passenger car is vastly different from that. You just uh, so, need one of those old school F1 drivers. <laughs> you, you need yeah. one of those old yeah. school spinners, you know, the knobs. Yeah, little... like you put it on yeah. and you, like for a bus, <laughs> yeah. you know, or, or you know, uh, or, uh, you know, when they had the big steering wheel because no one had any power. Well, you know, and that probably and, serves and double you... duty because if you put one of those on there, that's probably just enough weight that when you're using <laughs> autopilot, you can take your hands off the wheel and it won't nag you anymore. Yeah, you can just sleep in. You can just sleep in the back. Yeah, I do not recommend that. But, but how do you do the white man's overbite? How do you do the white man's overbite with a yoke steering wheel? The what? Oh, the white man's overbite. From, I never from heard when that. Harry met Sally. You, you don't. You, you. I guess I, I'm. I drive like that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he, Dan is not a representing Ford in any way. Nope. Nope. Dude. Right now, he does not recommend driving with one hand on top of the wheel as if he was cruising. Right. <laughs> Listen to, uh, what is it, Escape, the, the Pina Colada song? The Pina Colada song, oh, dear. Oh, longer oh. But then Elon said this thing about any input is an error, and it was like, oh, man. That, that was definitely the line of the show. Because it, it, the, the idea is they, they don't have any stocks, and they've removed any sort of, well, they 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 make it sound like they've removed any sort of way to to shift to manually shift the vehicle. When in reality, if you on the in, infotainment system, there's a logo of the Tesla, the vehicle itself. You, you swipe up, you go forward, swap down, you go in reverse. But he was just like, oh well, the car knows if you want to go forward or backwards. Well, if you're parallel parking, how does the car know? Especially if you're if you're equal distances, if you're great at parallel parking, as someone who lives in San Francisco. I think I'm pretty good, but like, how was the car? No, what should I go forward? Should I go back? I don't know. I'm confused. I'm a car. I don't have any context but because can't the car park itself. I've never had any uh, luck with self parking, and or or I'm just I'm I'm incredibly uh, uh, impatient with the with those systems, and I'm just like, oh, forget it. Just, just get takes, out of the way. <laughs> I know it takes takes too much time. Yeah, every every time I of, of late that I've had a car that has one of those auto park systems and I go to a parking lot, you know, to try to use it. It's like, but wait, you know, people are looking at me. It's like, what, what the hell are you doing? You know, cause I'm waiting for this thing to try and park itself. It's just, you know, I, I just give up and you know, <laughs> do it myself. 
<laughs> you just throw your hands up, like, oh, the hell with it. <laughs> Grab the wheel, get to wrestle it back from the robot. <laughs> but we're all just impatient parents. Just like, just probably, out of the way. Out of the way. Out of the way. <laughs> but I think, I, I think really the, the most important part of, of the, the new Model S Plaid is the fact that it has essentially the chip from a Sony PS5 in the infotainment system. So you can play cyber, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, yeah, isn't that, isn't that I, I, what's like, really important? It, it, I think so. Apparently, it's important enough that there were they had a whole graphic built around it. Uh, there was a video, and it was like it has as much processing power in the infotainment system as the PlayStation Five. And I'm sitting here in my house, and I'm like, okay. And then they showed someone playing Cyberpunk, which is okay. But they, you know, if if the idea is to eventually get you know charging as quick as as gas, so okay, so you remove that. And then there's the you know full self driving, which on the vehicles that are coming out now, I'm I'm gonna say it's not gonna happen. So I guess you're just hanging out in front of your house playing cyberpunk. Well, I, I mean, if, I, I, if, it, if it doesn't actually run very well on consoles, you know, then you probably want it. You're probably better off to play it in your car, right? That's true. Yeah, I guess you have a point. So if it's all buggy and stuff, you're like, ah, I might as well just pay it in the car. Yeah. And 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 when I whenever I have to charge an electric vehicle, I typically get out you know unless it's for a few minutes or i'm shooting video i get out and i go to wherever i'm like oh i have to you know i'm going shopping i'm going to take the car to where the charger is at the shopping center or i'm on a trip i'm going to get out i'm going to eat some food i'm going to grab a lunch or go to get a drink and you know by the time i'm done all that i come back cars at 80 percent. i'm good to go i drive off i i and i do see lots of people just hanging out in their cars in the middle of their day but but for the most part, unless I have work to do and I need to type or write an article because I'm on deadline, I kind of get out of the car and go away. <laughs> but that just maybe that's just me. Maybe I like the outside world. <laughs> no, well, you're a weirdo anyway. I mean, you that's like the true. area. <laughs> I mean, yeah, California. We're all about oh the outside all year round. What's that? <laughs> Sky. Listen, we can do that all year round up here in New England, too. It's just there's a higher chance of freezing to death. Where hey, it's just going to get incinerated. So. We can totally do it. Fine. Right? We're good. We're all good. Hey, there's I walk my dog twice every day, all winter long. So, you know, it's easy. I mean, polar vortex, eh, who cares? <laughs> my my dog walks outside if it's raining. He'll go, he'll go out and he'll look at it. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm good inside. It's cool. I'll exercise tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Um, also uh, introduced, I think, the day after the uh, the Model S Plaid um, was the 2022 Lexus NX. Uh, and, uh, Nicole, I think you saw this while you are in Texas, but you weren't allowed to talk about it yet at that when we recorded last time. Oh, your Lexus was in texas oh the lexus was in texas yeah so we we got to we got to take a take a peek at it and um yeah everything was all kinds of embargoed and and couldn't do anything and um i don't know you know here's the funny thing there was so much information that came out in texas when you actually i'm gonna be totally honest you popped this in the show notes and i went Oh, crud. What was that car all about again? Like, that's how much information there was. It's okay, because like, it looks the same on the outside. I'm like, what am I supposed to talk about? No, so they, I mean, they, they did some new stuff. They they refined it. I mean, it looks great. And they, you know, driver-focused cockpit design and all, you know, it, it's, it, it'll be fine. It'll be good. It's a new Lexus. How's that? <laughs> but but you missed the most important part. What's the most important part? There's no touchpad. 
Yeah, the oh, t- the touchpad. They ditched, they ditched the touchpad. Which was funny because yeah. they're like, yeah, they, the way they announced that, I do remember that, the way they're like, yeah, so, you know, we know you guys are going to be really sad about this, but, yeah, but we got rid of the touchpad. It was like, ah. <laughs> everyone's all excited. Yeah, I I hate touchpad interfaces. I don't care who does them. I don't care which OEM it is. I hate them. I hate them. I just want to touch the screen. Just That's it. Listen to that Fisker person friends. and Ford person. Yeah. I hate that. No. This is yeah. why my, we're my department friends. says Werner von Braun. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me stabby. I'm like, why do we need to do this? Why, like, yeah. Because what you want to do is you want to try and use a tiny little touchpad as you're going over bumps in a road. And now you're like, what, what's happening? So, yeah. So I think that that was a good call. Um, I don't think there's going to be a single human that's going to complain about the fact that that touchpad is gone. <laughs> yeah. Kristen Shaw did a, a good article on the drive today um, about, uh, I guess uh, it was a, a couple of the uh, American guys that were actually responsible for getting rid of the touchpad. They convinced Lexus that they needed to ditch the touchpad because they apparently they had not done when they, when they originally designed that interface, they yeah, you know, it, it was designed in Japan, but they they hadn't really done much outside research and focus groups with customers to see if they surprise. actually like it. <laughs> you know, That's so say. weird that and, they didn't realize that humans didn't like this. Yeah, um, <laughs> and so you know they actually hired uh, an outside firm to go and do some usability testing with the touchpad interface and got some actual data about how bad it was. And that's what they managed to convince the powers that be at, at headquarters uh, to to finally change it. So I guess it's got, what, a 12-inch uh, touchscreen now? It does. It ha- it, and actually, the, the the previews that we saw of the, the new interface really did look fantastic. They looked really good. I think they did a great job with it. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's a huge improvement. It's, it's going to be, I mean, we didn't get a chance to play with it. We more just got a chance to see it. Um, but I think it's going to be something that's going to, uh, most of us are going to like, if it works as well as it seemed to work in their demos, how's that? It's going to be something that we're going to be pretty happy oh, with. I never trust the demo. Come on. Well, that's the thing. If the demo doesn't completely <laughs> screw up and foobar and blow up in front of the guy, because that's what Bill- demos do, no matter how much right. you test them, then do it's going to be halfway Gates, decent. Blue screen. He had he kept the, like the blue screen of death at something some yeah. big conference. He did like it, but you know, still Microsoft's still here even with the blue screen of death. You know, yeah, so um, Bill Gates. We'll see how long he's here, but um, yeah, <laughs> Bill Gates is going to be fine. I've heard he's made a little bit of money from that Microsoft venture. Bit, has he really? Yeah. I has maybe a little bit of cash just to, uh, just look, to go he has a few bucks magic, here and there. He has the magic vaccine that turns non-ferrous metals magnetic. It's amazing. Oh yeah, keys and sorry. Other non-metal things, aluminium. Keep going. <laughs> Ignore me. Just keep going. So, uh, would you like a shovel? No. The, the other, I think the other key difference with the new NX is it's also the first plug-in hybrid from Lexus. Because um, you know, the NX is based on the, the same platform as the RAV4. So it basically just put the RAV4 Prime powertrain in this thing, I guess. Um, you know, and it's going to have like 37 mile range. And the, I mean, the RAV4 Prime, which we talked about a, a couple of weeks ago, is great. You know, the, that powertrain is fantastic. You know, you get 40 miles of electric driving in that thing. I think, I think it's a fantastic solution. 
Um, and, uh, you know, so now you have that option in Alexis. One of our um, listener questions this week is actually from Speedmaster. Uh, he says he's interested in our thoughts on the new NX. <clears throat> he says his father's been... Uh, been about to grab a RAV4, but now thinking about the new upcoming uh, NX, uh, what do we think? So, uh, Nicole, what do, what do you think? Did, I, would well, you, you know, it's recommend not just, waiting I, for I, the NX? I, if you, well, I mean, they're they're very the same and very different. Do you want a more like upscale kind of vibe? Like, are you want a, a Lexus and a Toyota are very different looks and feels and the, the materials inside? So it really just depends how much you want that um, that luxury car thing. If you really like, okay, I want this, but I would love it with a luxury feel with better materials, better look, better styling, something that's a little bit more eye-catching, go ahead and wait for the Lexus. But if that's not important, like if you're okay, cause the RAV4, it looks great. I'm not knocking it, but it's a very different, it's a different consumer. It's a different customer. If he's not, if he doesn't need all that, then I get the RAV4. Well, honestly, if you, if, I think would be very different as well. What's up? I mean, isn't there a good, a pretty good amount of difference in the price point? Yeah, exactly. Probably, and yeah. so there's, they haven't said what the price is going to be. They say it's going to be announced closer to, to the, but you, you know, there's going to be, there's, there's no way that they're going to price that, you know, the Lexus NX is not going to be the same price as the RAV4 <laughs> or something is broken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and of course, <laughs> beyond their touchscreen has gone horribly. Right. Broken. Something is, well, that's what's gone and, wrong. And the, you know, the, while the RAV4 does have a touchscreen, it doesn't have a touchpad. It still has Entune. So I think I would probably recommend you wait for the Lexus. Yeah. Mm. Well, if you wear a monocle, get the Lexus. Um, Ooh, if, you like the red, if you if you uh, if you have a smartphone, just plug it into your RAV4. There you go. I was That's just gonna the, say, look, if you know off the top of your head what semi-aniline le- leather is, then you know which choice to make. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't know the answer to that question, by the by, you know which one to buy. If you drive to vacation versus fly first class, okay, I think you know which car to get. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm in that commercial, like don't become your parents. Like if you, what is that? You know, I'm thinking the red neck. You might be a red neck. Crap in that commercial. It's an insurance company commercial. It's not terrible. Yes. I don't know which one. It's really funny though. Like how to mm. not become your parents. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Vic. I do all the things in that commercial. I'm like. Were you born oh. in a barn? Close the door. I know, like, but you were an old man. <laughs> I know. Like my kids will stand there, you know, because kids are home from school now, so their hobby is like eating and watching stuff. So they'll just like stand in front of the fridge with it open. I'm like, I, please don't refrigerate the kitchen. Get what you need and get out. <laughs> wow. And it's just like, yeah. I feel like I would be in trouble all the time at your house. And I'm like, yeah. like, what's in here? Hey, you want to shut off the lights when you leave the room? You know, you know how many watts that ceiling fan is using. <laughs> Yeah. You know who's not made okay. of money? Yeah. While we've been recording this, I heard my AC kick on. I'm like, who the heck turned on the air conditioning? I'm literally See? turning it off on my phone. <laughs> wow. Take that, children. You could do that? You can. Yeah. Wow. I, so, I, I mean, even me sort of being sort of uh, not tech averse, but just paranoid. I, I For the amount of control I could do with that, I, I would get a smart home just so I could <laughs> shut everything off on everyone. <laughs> I'm forever like turning off the heat when I'm like in Texas or something. It's like you guys are warm enough. Let's turn that back down. (laughs) It's over over 50 degrees. What are you complaining about? The house tells me that it's a nice balmy, you know, 63 inside. The the pipes are not freezing. What the hell are you complaining about? Exactly. Turn that back down. Wear a sweater. You have a sweater. 
You have a, I'm you assuming have the people that bought. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm assuming the people that bought my house, the treehouse. I don't listen to the show. I but I I found out after I sold it that for reasons that nobody could explain, I could still control the thermostat. <laughs> So you did just a mess of <laughs> It was super creepy because I like when I went us. and I found out when I went to delete the app and I'm looking, I'm like, wait, that's today. And that's the current temperature. Like, how is this possible? And so I knew they weren't, they hadn't moved in yet. And so just for fun, I, <laughs> I, I may have raised it up a couple of degrees. This is March. It's fun, you know, I don't want the pipe freezing or anything. And then I come back the next day. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's still at that temperature. So I lowered it back down. Boy, they and went through all 300 gallons of oil pretty quick. Well, that really, the, the, pro, the, the it was propane. But the, the uh. temptation <laughs> to mess with that was high. I'm not going to lie. It was high. So I had to delete the app. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you wouldn't succumb to that temptation. Wow. Okay? I had to delete what, what, I what had did, to delete the app. What what, what did you have? The the Nest uh, thermostat. I had the Honeywell. Oh, okay. I had a Honeywell um, TC control, and and really we can't it, because when the internet would go down, like when I the couple times that I lost power at that house, the internet would go down, and then I would get a a, a message saying, you know, that I could no longer connect to to the device, the Honeywell, and then um, and as I said, like things were returned. Like I wasn't on, I wasn't anywhere near the, the internet was gone from the house. Everything was gone and I could still control the thermostat, which is beyond creepy for this, me. This, this, this is how, this is how cyber hacking happens. This, this is how, yes, this, you know, this, this is why I have thermostats that I have to actually get up off my butt and <laughs> press a button to, Change my, the temperature or as, thermostats as, in my house are the little round Honeywells and they still have the mercury switch in them. As, the uh, as, a, as a former reporter um, for uh, the connected home and a former InfoSec reporter, I don't have anything that's smart in my house. Right. <laughs> right. It, it, if you ever, I like, have all the smart things. So if you'd like to hack my house, have at it because I have I mean, all the smart things. No, I don't you need care. to go to the, the what's the Twitter account? Internet of shit. Just like it's Internet just, of shit. <laughs> that's a great that's basically like any connected device will be there and you'll, you'll see the downside doesn't need an app probably not <clears throat> why does light bulbs need an app light bulbs do not need an app. <laughs> oh my gosh that's right. amazing. So, uh, so we had questions right there were yeah questions. We, have, we have we have a bunch <laughs> of questions <laughs> we had questions right so so next one is uh from my middle name is nuisance I'm going from the bottom of the list up. Oh, so, okay. okay. My, my middle are these questions that I can answer, or well, like... we'll see. Uh, this one, okay. this one, I think there's a good chance you might be able to answer it. Um, okay. It's been a long time since I've sold a car privately. Where's the best place to list them? I have an 08 Miata with 43,000 miles. Well, um, and I'm the original owner. Very clean. Oh is it a, a bring a trailer car, Craigslist, eBay, or just Facebook Marketplace? Well, bring a trailer. I mean, You'll probably get the most money from bring a trailer. Why would you want to sell an 08 Miata with only 43,000 miles? That's that's the other question. Like, what's wrong? How do you only have 43,000 miles on an 08 Miata? That's what I want to know. Yes. It was a weekend car. You're like, hey, I'm going out on the weekend. You You just kind of drive around in the neighborhood. There are valid reasons for not, you know, for for wanting to sell. So that's fine. 
leave the poor guy alone. I know he's like himself. last question I ever send to Wheelbarrow. <laughs> right. Like what about um, But like what is what does bring a trailer charge you to to list on their site? And beware, that's Hearst now. So there's other alternatives. Oh, did Hearst buy them? Yeah. Yeah, Hearst um, bought them while I was still there. There's like cars and bids and uh what's the other one? like barn finds or something but like all of the sites they charge a, a commission facebook marketplace you should absolutely not do because it's facebook and they can burn in hell uh <laughs> tell us what you really think dan don't hold he's, back he's, like right. he's, he's absolutely right about that it is, it is a facebook marketplace opinion. is a is a is a train wreck for looking at cars because it is uh 99 scams or people lying it's, about the price what craigslist had been like yeah, all of that junk that was on Craigslist kind of got vacuumed over to Facebook because that's where the users are. Like Craigslist is still like kind of a cesspool, but it, it I just found it really Facebook. hard on all of us. But you should probably just call like or go to CarMax or Carvana. You don't have to. No, you're gonna get, you're gonna get more for bring a trailer than you are on CarMax. You think I so? would think even with oh, whatever yeah. commissioner fees oh. they charge you. I would think. Yeah, an yeah. 08 with only 43,000 miles. They're going to they're going to send something they're, they're going to take your pictures, they're going to have someone write you up a really nice uh posting for it. You're going to get way more money than it's worth like everything else on bring a trailer. Um yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. So, that's, and that's, I think that's the thing like to bring a trailer the pictures sell the cars, which I, yeah. I guess is like not this is not a revolutionary opinion, but like you see the the cars and then they they're presented well. The better they're presented, I think that the more excited you make the people with you know internet money. Yep, <laughs> everyone and people always want a Miata, any Miata. Yeah, Sam, why don't you ask but, him what he wants for it? Why don't you just I know, buy it, Sam? I, was just I already have a Miata. Oh, two. Yeah, but you can have two. Uh, you already uh, have one kid too. You got another one. <laughs> <laughs> well you have a spare me see i learned my lesson look the miatas are gonna be a lot less troublesome than children that's true that, you you could not be more true oh my god that. yes <laughs> way more reliable <laughs> no I, I i love i love my na miata my, my 1990 miata only has sixty-two thousand miles on it so what wow. year is it 1990 oh my that's god. the first year First yeah, year. very first year. It, I mean, it was built in October of '89. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it, you know, it's a very early car. Serial number is like twenty-three thousand. Good gravy. Yeah, I've so never bought buy... a car that I haven't driven to death by the time I got rid of it. So why, well, why don't you buy this car, Sam? Because clearly you're not driving the other one. This is the one you should buy. <laughs> this is your driver. This is your daily driver, and the other one's like your show car. Well, so our answer is my... don't put it on anything. Just reach out to Sam. And... No, <laughs> yeah, any me Wait, 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 wait. We're Sam. missing an opportunity here. Wheel bearings classifieds. There we oh. go. List your car. Yeah, list your car with us. It'll be the first one. Yeah. Where are you at? My middle name is Nuisance. I don't know if I want to meet someone named my middle name is Nuisance to take photos. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just uh, agree but, to sell the car or someone who goes by Nuisance? I don't know if that's no, what we, we want to do. Called nuisance. And, uh, it was accurate, but we liked them anyway. <laughs> um, the, uh, right. I, check out like those options, though. Bring a trailer, I guess, would be a, a first stop and just see what they... Like, let us know what the kind of fees and stuff they charge. Because, like, the photos don't come free. So, yeah, I want to know what he does. When you decide, nuisance, tell us what you did. I say, I'm let curious. us know. Like, I'm a listener now. You, you guys are doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question from No Substitute. 
Uh, I own a Gen 2 Raptor, Ford Raptor. This week, Ford announced that the Gen 3 with 3.5 liter EcoBoost delivers the same horsepower and torque figures. Are we at peak ICE, or is this a sign that Ford is investing in EV tech as a priority? Um, Dan, any comment on that? I cannot yeah. comment on that. <laughs> and tell, tell, us, tell us all about the Raptor R. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so how, how much can you squeeze out of that engine? <laughs> well, they had like 650 horsepower in the GT, so I mean, there's clearly there's clearly a lot of headroom there. Um, no, uh, I think we we are approaching peak ICE, but um, Ford has said that you know that that the Gen three there is going to be uh, a Raptor R version of that, um, and there you know there will be uh, you know there is speculation that that. Raptor R will use the supercharged 5.2 liter V8 from the GT500, the Shelby GT500, which in the Mustang makes 760 horsepower. Um, and I have no doubt that you know Ford desperately wants to one up the uh, the Ram TRX um, before you know before these engines go away entirely in these big trucks. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 700 plus horsepower supercharged V8 Raptor R in the next. Uh, in the next year or so, uh, but you know, beyond that, beyond this generation, it could very well be that you know the next generation Raptor is only electric. You know, this may well be the end of the line for internal combustion trucks like that. Uh, hey, certainly, I have a question. Yeah. So, and this is just like I would ask this question if it was six six months ago. Do you do you see battery technology? Uh, developing to the point where even like like that the F three fifty can that be all electric? Like is that is that something that you see in say even the next ten years? Or do you think that there are that there are tasks and I uh, you know we we've talked in the past a lot about um, you know purpose built vehicles. Like do you think that we will get to the point where where battery electric will be sufficient to complete all the tasks that something like a pickup truck is asked to do. I think that at least in the next 10 years, there will probably be still some tasks where you want an internal combustion engine. Um, I, I have little doubt that by 2030, we will probably see an electric super duty pickup, uh, an electric F-350. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're getting the electric F-150 next spring, um, and I've ridden in it, and it's really, really, really good. Um, the the Right now, the only real downside to the electric trucks is towing. They have the capability yeah. to tow, but if you have to tow any kind of long distance, it's still a less than ideal solution to say the least, because when you tow, you are going to lose at least half of your range. And even uh -huh. a 300 mile electric F-150, you're down to 150 miles of range. And, you know, hooking up to charge up that battery, you know, that's probably a 160 kilowatt hour battery. Um, you know, that's, that's going to take some time. Um, so I think that at least for the foreseeable future, there will still be applications for internal combustion trucks, you know, f primarily for towing, uh, but, you know, maybe a, f a few other applications. But um, I think we will see electric variants of pretty much everything towards the end of the decade. Yeah, I, no, I tend I, to agree. I, yeah. I think the same thing. I think there's just some applications that won't let EVs do it quite yet. 
Um, but I feel pretty confident that in a decade or so, that's not going to be the case because they're making such strides. Think where EV technology, what it was doing even five years ago, you know, how far it's changed. If they continue to, to like progress at those same rates, I feel like, yeah, we're not at peak uh, ice where it's going away tomorrow, but it is, it will eventually take over yeah. for, I mean, for you know, G- GM is making a thousand horsepower, 9,000 pound Hummer EV. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, that gets supposedly gets 300, over 300 miles of electric range, you know, from a 9,000 pound curb weight. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I think, you know, I think it's, it's certainly possible to build just about anything with batteries. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Density, density will get better and better. Yeah. And there's enough work finally, I think from the automakers and from Samsung on solid state that that might actually be a viable solution in about five, six years. We'll see how that plays out because, uh, solid state is always five years away. I feel like it's per- perpetually five years away. It's <laughs> like, like fuel years. cells yeah, have been five, five years. years away for the last 25 yeah, years. Yeah. Five years. Yeah, fuel cell, fuel cell is going to be five years away. We're really going to get the infrastructure up this week, guys. This week we're going for it. There's going to be like five new stations in the next six months. <laughs> All right. So big daddy Henshaw asks a uh, long time listener from back in the auto blog days. My question for you today is what is your favorite car from the beginning of wheel bearings podcast that you've ever driven or that you have driven? So who wants to go first? What's, what's the favorite car you've driven in the last, let's say the last four years. Oh, Porsche I want Taycan. to go first. <laughs> Porsche Taycan Turbo S. Okay. There we go. That's Why? my favorite car in the last. Um, the amount of engineering that Porsche put into that vehicle to make it a go fast and b uh, handle the heft of that battery and still deliver a Porsche uh, experience is just amazing. And it's it's an EV, and you can drag your friends around, and you can do zero to sixty runs again and again and again and again, <laughs> which is it's, it's just outstanding. And it's it's comfortable. It's just a it's it's a really fun car to drive, and it's you know typically I don't have a favorite car, but it's, after I drove that, someone asked me what's your favorite car, and then like I didn't even think, and that was the 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 car that I that I mentioned. All right, so. who's next? Uh. uh- I'll be a I'll be a company man and say I I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the Shelby GT350. It was a few mm. years ago now. It's like 2018. Um, the flat plane crank. I, I had that thing in like you know super loud exhaust mode as much as possible and just, <laughs> just kept downshifting it everywhere and just making tons of noise. I yeah. Keep it above 7,500 RPM as much <clears throat> as possible. Yeah, uh, that I'm. Mean, you'd be going down the highway in second gear just so you could hear it roar. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a good time. Okay, I, I'm. That's the only uh, current um, Mustang that I haven't driven. Oh, I, well, now it's not even you, current. It's gone, and you, it breaks my out. heart. I know. If, I, if you I, ever I, get a chance like, yeah. to drive one, you gotta yeah. gotta yeah. try it out. Because yeah, I love the GT. Mustang. It was like a. It was a true, like, really dedicated sports car. Yeah, you'll find so, go I, find one. Go yeah, find I like the 500. Thing. I like the GT. I like the GT Bullet. And I was like, oh, I feel like the sweet spot is that 350. And then they're like, we're not making it anymore. And they got the Mach oh. One coming, so it's not the same. But I mean, it'll be a good time. All right, all right. Who's next? Rebecca, well, Nicole. I think. Rebecca. Um, I mean, it's a little predictable and it could be very exotic. I do enjoy my Aston Martin DB11. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But for, 
on a more practical standpoint, you know, the, the Honda Civic Type R that I had uh, a number of months ago now, I think, um, I think I had it last fall, actually. I think one of the reasons that I love that car so much is, first of all, it's a manual transmission. And that immediately takes you to the time when your responsibility is to drive the car, which is very different than, you know, when you have a lot of ADAS or when you have, you know, an automatic and, but, you know, you, you have to attend, the car is very demanding when it's a manual transmission. And so that sort of singular of purpose is, is not something that we enjoy very much in our multitasking world. And so I think I just, I really loved getting back to the roots and getting back to driving. And so I just, you know, and the same, you know, I think I had similar feelings um, in any, in, in the, um, what I had, did I have the Miata? One, the Miata was a manual mm-hmm. as well. And it's that same, I'm really any manual will do that for you. And I just, I love that. I love that sort of, that sense of responsibility that, that you can't attend to your phone now. You can't do anything because you are busy driving the car. And I love that. Okay. I almost said the Aston Martin. I was kind of with you on that, Rebecca. And I'm like, nah, cause like five people in the planet can afford one of those, but something that's a little more attainable. I, the first car that I ever drove that I, that I got into. And the minute I sat down, I'm like, I love this, everything about it, the feel, the drive, the everything actually the, um, the Julia, the Alfa Romeo Julia. Oh, I yeah. love that car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Julia's outstanding. I yeah. love the Julia. And it's like, whether you're driving the Quadrifoglio, Quadrifoglio and taking it out on a track, it's phenomenal. But then you can take that same car that you just took around the track and you can genuinely drive that on the road and enjoy it and be comfortable. But I loved it. Everything about that car. If I was going to buy a new car right now and I could buy whatever I want, I'd buy that. That is my, it stole my heart the minute I sat down in it. All outstanding choices. Uh, and let me yeah. just tell you that she can also drive the heck out of an Alfa Romeo Stelvio named Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. I don't know what evidence you have for that. <laughs> uh, across the country in day flat. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love all those choices. You know, I mean, the, the only one of those I haven't driven is the Taycan. I'm still waiting on Mr. Kim to give me a call and say, Hey, we got you getting you into a Taycan. Um, Calvin, if you're out there, you know where to find me. Um, but, um, <laughs> and, uh, um, but yeah, you know, I, I have, yeah, you know, the GT 350 fantastic car, the type R amazing. Um, the quadrifolio, the sound of that turbo V six is just phenomenal. Um, but, um, you know, and of course, you know, I, I love every Miata, you know, they're fantastic. Um, I think I'm going to go with the, the C8 Corvette because I mean, it is so good. I mean, I that also, was up I mean, there for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I also love the, the NSX, you know, the NSX oh, is also was, a fantastic oh, car to drive. Yeah. The NSX is outstanding. Yeah. It is, but it's, but it's, I God. Okay. <laughs> But the, just sound like you like I just ruined it. Yeah, but who cares? You just turn it, turn it off. You know, know, put the windows know, down. No, just even the look of it though is really, I think. But I, the driving experience is great though. I yeah. fully I mean, agree. It, yes, it has that. it has the same infotainment system that's in our Civic, 
but I don't care because the rest of the car is so good. It's, I mean, yeah, when it's, I drove them, it, share, it shares the infotainment system with the Type R. Yeah, but, but when I yes, I know it does. But no, I know you're right. The Acura NSX is a gorgeous machine. I'm looking but, at a picture of it right now. I, I, yeah. but, but see, like that's not uncommon, right? Like Ferraris don't have good infotain, infotainment, and and when I had the Viper, it had the the Grand Cherokee my gig radio in it, <laughs> and it was it was fine. Like somebody, and that was what like 2008 or nine. And somebody asked her, like, how do you feel about the Grand Cherokee? Like, in for time, it's like, it's fine. Why would I care? Like, it's fine. It, it works. It's good. Like, if it's a supercar, the infotainment system is not super. Yeah. That's where it yeah. comes down. It, it's, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't matter. The, the, the Lamborghini Urus, 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 whatever, the, the SUV, it's, it's MMI. It's the Alpha, it's, uh, it's Audi's infotainment system. That's why it's better. Yeah. But, um, okay, so Sam, know, the, continue. The cor- we have completely the, hijacked here. Yeah. But C8. The, you know, the, the, cor- the C8, you know, is uh, incredible what they did with that. And the fact that they're able to build that car and sell it for $60,000, you know, it's mind boggling. I mean, it, they, they did an amazing job on that car. It looks fantastic. It drives amazingly well. It's ridiculously fast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, with, without even, you know, going uphill, you know, without even using launch control, you know, it did zero to 60 in 3.3 seconds, you know? So it's, it's just, it's a phenomenal car and a phenomenal bargain for what it is. You know, it, the, it has better performance that, than that NSX is as much as I love the NSX, the, the Corvette is faster and it costs less than a third of what the NSX that I t- drove did. The NSX I had was $205,000. Huh. The Corvette I had was a base Corvette, no options on it. And it was, you know, $61,000, including delivery. And, you know, that's, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, I would oh, say wow. that's probably the, you know, uh, not wanting to replicate. I mean, if, if, if I if I was really gonna say my my favorite car, it probably I would probably also go with the GT three fifty, but I want to pick something different, and so I'll go with the Corvette. May I ask you? Do you what do you think went so right at GM with the Corvette? And is that is that philosophy replicatable? Better word. Um, I I think I think it's definitely replicatable. You know, I think that you know they had a very dedicated team led by Taj Juster, you know, Mark Royce, you know, basically said, go and build the best Corvette you can. Yeah. And, um, you know, they did that, you know, they built, they built the best Corvette that's ever been created. Um, and I think, I think it is replicatable, um, whether they're doing it or not, we will see, I think in the next, in the next couple of years, um, especially as we see their new EVs come to market. Um, I, I'm a little worried because the Hummer weighs nine thousand pounds, you know. But yeah. we'll see what they do. we'll see what they do with the rest of them. I mean, uh, maybe maybe they put you know a cast iron skid plate on, on the entire bottom of the Hummer. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I was, it's I, was on thinking, brand. I was thinking the other you know I was I was I was researching something and I rewatched part of the the Tesla Battery Day presentation and they were showing the the giant die castings they're making for the front and rear structures of the Model Y and I was thinking maybe that's what Corvette did is they decided to copy those giant die castings except instead of aluminum they made them out of cast iron 
Maybe that's why it weighs 9,000. Because I, I, I'm baffled as to how that thing can weigh 9,000 pounds empty. How can it weigh 9,000? I don't know. I mean, the, the, it's a 200 kilowatt hour battery. It can't weigh more than about 2,500 pounds. So I don't know where that other 6,500 pounds is. But it's we'll all those H's. You keep putting H's yeah. on things. H, H is H a big design. letter. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. It's a big letter. It's big very letter. heavy. It's a big, heavy letter, and it but, weighs things down. Look, it needs two supports. That's how an H works. Yeah, but, so, but yeah. GM is definitely capable of, of doing that again, and I, I certainly hope they will. So, I think they can duplicate, but I think the Corvette was was a unique situation because it's such a an iconic car for them. They can't mess that up. Like it would have been terrible to mess that one up, and I think they were given a lot of a lot of support to developing that that probably wouldn't go into just any car. Yeah. You know? No, I just want them to be able to repeat that. You know, yeah. like that's the thing. It's like go out and build, you know, the best Chevy Traverse and, you know, I, go out you know, and like have that mentality and ba- that ba- freedom. Ba- based, on, based on what we've seen, you know, of the Altium drive system, you know, I, they did some really clever engineering there and I'm confident that, you know, that their new line of EVs is going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to trying out the Lyric, the Cadillac Lyric. Yeah, for so sure. So I think, I think that's going to be, that's going to be the tell as to, you know, whether they're for real, mm-hmm. but all right. Last question. David Lama asks, I would like to get a mini car. What's the proper term? Yeah. Mini car, like a Yaris fit, mini Cooper, spark, etc. What do you think? What what do you think has been the best of those vehicles in the past decade? Best mini car of the past decade. I I love the fit because you can put so much stuff in the fit. We so I, I I'm in a bunch of bands and I've had two bandmates who've had a fit and we have shoved entire drums drum sets in there we have shoved giant uh bass amps in there bass amps big you know it's the big amp stand up amps yeah so we've we've shoved amps in there um the only issue i have with the fit is that the seating position is i'm i'm about one inch too tall for the fit that's it if if it wasn't for that i would have been all over the fit at some point when um when i was looking for a new car but over, it's just a great little car that we don't get anymore. And now it's a hybrid in other parts of the world. So if you can pick up like a used fit, it's, it's a Honda. So it's going to last, I don't know, seven, 800,000 miles. You can put everything you want in there. It has more cargo space than some SUVs. Um, unless you have a large, unless you're very tall. Um, it, yeah, I, I like to fit. I think I'm, all, I'm with you, Roberto. I like the fit of that little list and just trying to think about small cars. I was looking for really small cars about 10 years ago and trying to find something. And I really loved that. I didn't end up going with that. I made terrible mistakes and did not buy it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think the fits a good call and it does have, it, it has a surprising amount of space for stuff. Like you think little teeny tiny car, all I can put in there is a bag of groceries. You're like, Oh no, I can put a lot in there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a miracle of packaging efficiency. Yeah. Uh, my, my, yeah. My older daughter had one for 13 years um, and, you know, it was phenomenal how much stuff you could put in there. And, you know, especially if you get one with a manual transmission, even though it didn't have a whole lot of power, it was a lot of fun to drive. Yeah, you can wind that thing up. Just go for it. Yeah. You, Dan, like Rebecca, you got any EV thoughts? I like the Hyundai Kona EV. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's too big or not. Oh, but, no, you know, I love, I really, really enjoyed driving that car. I thought that was, it was really well done. I liked it better than the Hyundai Ionic. I just thought, I don't know, there was something that was really, um, the Kona was just a lot of fun. Uh, I had it again, I think I had it a number of months ago. I wish I put dates on these reviews that I wrote. Um, but I just, you know, I just, I thought it was a really, really good vehicle and I really liked the size of it and we could fit a lot of stuff and, you know, definitely room for five and good storage and stuff. So that would, that would be my vote. I, I, I do love the Kona EV. I don't know if I'd say there's room for five. The back seat is kind of tight. Uh, but, but other than that, everything else I totally agree with. It's a great car. Yeah, it is. I'm just, it, it, I'm just it surprised feels... you guys didn't, uh, None uh, of you picked up the Mazda two, which is surprising given your track record. That's all. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to weigh in with an opinion. I'm just saying, like, what? I, can, I can, haven't expected just... you guys to talk about the Mazda two. No, the the two the two was was a great car as well. Um, but you know, I I think the the fit was better. You know, just just because for a small car, you know, there, you can do so much with it. You know, it's it, it was it was really an impressive car. Now. You know, minis are also a lot of fun to drive, or at least they were. Um, maybe <laughs> not quite so much with the the latest generation, but you know they have traditionally they've been a lot of fun to drive, and but you know they're expensive, and you know they have had reliability issues at various times. Um, you know, so but if, I did if, look adorable on the side of the road in my mini. <laughs> as your, you as your transmission I, as your look, transmission was shaking itself apart you were just like look how cute i look look how cute i am the the last toyota yaris ia you know which was also you know a mazda 2 um you know that one was that was also a really really good car you know i mean it was it was a mazda at heart with just a less attractive fascia on it. Um, but it, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun to drive. It had, you know, all the things we appreciate about Mazdas. I think if you're looking for something a little sporty, that's small, but maybe not like a mini, um, a golf GTI, if you want yeah. to step uh, up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Too big. Mm. That's, 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 yeah, I feel that's, like it's, yeah. I feel like it's a little bit too big, um, yeah. compared to the other cars, but if you're like, ah, you know, I, I, I really want performance and, you, and you're fine going up, uh, just a scooch. The, the GTI is sort of the last fun hot hatch you can get out there. Um, I mean, if you want something true. used with that kind of performance, you can get yourself a Fiesta ST. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It's a Fiesta <laughs> ST. I mean, uh, that, what, who makes that? This is a good time. Is Fiesta made by, what, BMW? Who makes that? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's those guys. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Look, all I have to say is lift throttle oversteer, all right? If the car rotates when you take your foot off the pedal, it's a super good time. Yeah. <sighs> and it, it doesn't have as much torque steer as a Focus ST. So. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. All right. I kind of want to make, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I kind of want to make a, a little like platform for the Mini Cooper uh, SE, the electric Mini Cooper. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of, it doesn't have a lot of, uh, of range, but I feel like because it's an EV, you're not going to have the weird transmission issues you will have with a Mini Cooper. Um <laughs> I like the Mini Cooper uh, SE. Uh, probably more. It's probably my favorite Mini Cooper right now. It's like when I when I drove the 500 uh, E 
it was like, well, this is the best Fiat. I think the Mini Cooper SE is probably the best. I love Fiat. how much of a craft it is just to balance the wheels on that car because of the way the design of the, the center cap is. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's a counterweight you have to put on there to balance it when it's, yeah, something like that. I just loved how how much thought had to be put into that for that off-center design. It's the kind of thing you would only get from a German-owned car maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had observation from Dan Roth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. I want to really thank Rebecca and Dan for joining us for this episode 200. It was so great to have you guys back and, and see you and talk to you again. Thank you so much. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job. So carry on. Um, it's entertaining to listen to <laughs> as I'm no longer participating. I don't know. Uh, and it was good to see you, Rebecca. Likewise. It's nice to emerge from the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys, the listeners can't, can't see, you know, the, the video cause we don't publish the video, but, um, Rebecca is, is dressed in black, but it looks like she's in a white room cause she's got the, the, the background blur turned on and it's, it's all, almost all entirely white behind her. Um, uh, so it's, like, it's kind of the, kind of the Johnny Ive look. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually yeah. more because my apartment isn't really, you know, fully decorated yet more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not anything secret back there, <laughs> but it is very different than the tree house. Yeah, there's no boulder sure. behind you. Yeah, no I rocks. know there's no rock. Yeah. It's very different. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Anything exciting going on with uh, with you guys this week before we say goodbye? Just hanging on for dear life. <laughs> yeah, hanging on for dear life. All right. Awesome. <laughs> on that oh note, my gosh. <laughs> thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.